You're now listening to the Where's My 40 Acres podcast, baby, with your host, Phenom Black, Miss Music Lover, Twan Burgundy, and Silent X. This podcast ain't free. Well, maybe it is, but you better listen, niggas. Well, fuck that no shit. Run that shit down, We shall prosper. So it don't matter what they try. It don't matter what they think. It don't matter what they attempt. We're going to prosper. God had his oh, hand on me since before the womb. I didn't know what that meant until I read the Bible. I didn't know what that meant until I read the Bible. He had his hand on me since before the womb. You think I started in the womb? He had his hand on me since before the womb. Like, oh, this nigga is going to do this. He's going to make this happen. In the name of Jesus. 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 I'm a warrior for the Lord. Amen. He made me a warrior before he made before I took my first breath. I was a warrior. Yes, sir. I will never be anything other than that. And I had to hit the bottom. Swan Burgundy, Silent A's Media, man. Mindset of a young nigga with idle time. They say a devil's workshop is an idle mind. It's hip hop infiltrated by a wicked built industry. I'm me, I'm representing for the underground. Independence, Fifth Amendment, freedom of speech, the revolution is pending. But it's cool, cause you see we on a mission. Television off, this a viral petition. Man, and I hope you pay attention. The WM48, we keep it real. Mm, okay. What's up, everybody? I am Phenom Black, and this is the Where's My 40 Acres podcast. I'm podcasting in the name of Jesus. And uh, this is this week's podcast. Don't laugh. That's not funny. That man is struggling. We are we are doing this episode Wednesday night. Y'all should hear it Thursday morning. You know what the deal is. Um, And yeah, so we got a few topics that we wanted to talk about tonight. But the main topic, which we'll get into later in the podcast, is... This uh this this killer Mike show on Netflix called Triggered. And this is this is all our guests' fault. This is Dan's fault. Dan said he wanted to he asked if if I would be interested in chatting with him about Killer Mike's show. And anybody who's in our group knows how I pretty much feel about Killer Mike right now. <laughs> and I know Dan knew this, which is why he asked. Yes, I knew. So, so I was like, for Dan, I'll do it. I will watch Killer Mike show the first two episodes, and we'll talk about I that. I feel later. like when we talked about it, Brandon, you were more into it than this. You're making it sound like you're doing me a favor. It wouldn't be the first time a black man did a white person a favor, but damn. 
<laughs> this show is is uh, it is it has the most appropriate title ever. It it, it is what it says it's it is. True. It is a it is wow. It's a lot. So it's such a mess. Yeah. But let me go ahead and do the uh the info to do that for the podcast. Let me get that out and then we'll get the show started. So I don't know where Twan is, but I'm going to take a guess and say that Twan did not watch this on Netflix, which is why he's not here. Because <laughs> this is a pattern for Twan. If we say we are going to watch something and then do a podcast about it and Twan doesn't show up, you know what that means? He didn't watch it. Oh, yeah, because you know he asked in, the, in, in text, mm-hmm. we doing this killer mic thing tonight. <laughs> I didn't even see that. Did he ask that today? Uh-huh. He, uh, this was like around five fifty. Oh, I didn't he get that text. I said, "Yep." So. Oh, he did. Yep, he did. He, he did ask. I see. Mm-hmm. And then he ain't show. Okay. So, and in each episode is thirty minutes, so it ain't like he couldn't have done it in between them four hours. He could have did it, but it, it is what it is. It's fine. Um, this is the Where's My Forty X podcast. We've been doing this since twenty ten. Eight years strong. Twenty nineteen feels like it's going to be long. But that's why we podcast, and so we can help people get through it. And if you want to help the podcast keep going, I'm just starting off with this. You know what the deal is. Go ahead and sign up for a premium subscription to our premium network, which is just more Ratchet Podcast episodes. That's Hoodables with me reading Ratchet literature, nigglature for y'all folks um, who like to listen to me do random hood voices and sing chapter titles. And I've added like music and sound effects now for the sex scenes and stuff. It's it's a lot in these hood books. These people got way too much time on their hands in the ghetto. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. We have other podcasts. We have episodes for Say Yes to the Death, which is we us watching kung fu shows and fighting shows and just basically shows where a whole bunch of people die. Gun shows, shoot them up, shit, shit, bang, bang shows. Uh, your favorite rapper's movie, probably. We've done a review yeah, about that. About uh, Yes to the Death. Say what? I have, some, I have some recommendations for Say Yes to the Death. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to get those out then because we got to do some for February. We haven't done any in a while. We have Disaster Cast, which is Twan's podcast, which has like two episodes because it's Twan, but it's us talking about disaster films. We have Pie Avengers, which is us talking about all comic book film and superhero film shit. Um, so what else? Year. We have, uh, let's see, what else is the other episodes? Behind the Ratchet, which is all the conversations that you don't hear that get recorded. We turn those into episodes so you can hear all the little privacies, the stuff that you weren't supposed to get. We go ahead and release that, too, because we feel like, hey, if you're helping the server stay up, we're going to keep serving this Ratchet. What else? I think that's it. Wifey Materials, Ashley's podcast, which she does once in a blue, yellow, green moon. So if you get all colors lined up on the moon in one night, she's done a wife and material. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. I feel like there's another one that I should be. Oh, we watch Ratchet, where, which is what we did last week for the Firefest. We watch Ratchet is where we either do live commentary, a la Mystery Science 3000 for a film. And it's usually a very, very, very Ratchet ass movie that requires commentary to make it through. You need a group watch to make it through those movies or... It's us watching a terrible fucking film and then coming together and talking about how fucking terrible that movie was. <laughs> I want to get Deidre to watch Mac and Me. Who? The, <laughs> the, the film, the first Is ever McDonald's sponsored movie. 
Mac and me. It's the, is it about a dog? No, no. no. Well, hold on, hold on. Now, I want to know what math went into that logic. Why do you think Mac and me I don't me know. Mac and me just sounds like me and my golden retriever. That's not bad, actually, but it's not. It's a. It's basically bootleg E.T. Oh, boy. little aliens come from another planet, and the alien gets stuck with a kid in a wheelchair, and oh, Lord, they go and they have a party like at McDonald's. Foolishness. And there's a whole bunch of like windmills. This isn't that Brian Cranston, Kevin Hart movie, right? No, 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 no. Mac and Me is from the '80s. <laughs> Mac and Me is old. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding. You said you said you know, get stuck with a guy in a wheelchair. I was like, boom. I was about to say, yeah. there's no way you haven't seen Mac and Me. I feel like <laughs> Mac and Me. Mac and Me is amazing, amazingly bad, but it's amazingly bad. <laughs> you know, we, we're doing this. We're doing a we watch Ratchet live for Mac and Me. What is it on Netflix? It is. <laughs> it, it is. It is. <laughs> waiting for this. Yo, no, like... it's not. No, my, 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 it's not on Netflix. It's on Vudu. Vudu. Okay. It is on Vudu for free, but it's on Vudu. I found it the other night. And did you ever watch Grandma's Boy with us, Deidre? Who? Yep. Nope. You didn't. All right. We got to get Deidre to watch Grandma's yeah. Boy. Grandma. There's a movie that did not age well. I love really? Grandma's Boy. I watch that shit all the fucking time. I know Grandma's Boy. I've never seen Grandma's Boy. You've never seen Grandma's Boy. It's worth a watch. Oh my god! Listen, Joan, Jonah Hill sucks on a titty for thirteen hours. Like that's how ridiculous Grandma's Boy is. What? What? <laughs> exactly what I just said. What? y'all find this shit like when you in college and you up all night long drinking and smoking black yeah. about you find yeah. shit to watch i see jeez i've never heard you can thank adam sandler for grandma's boy too grandma's boy is so good grandma's boy <laughs> it's like it's basically a billy madison production but adam sandler just let all his friends make their own movie and it shows <laughs> But wow. yeah, so we got to do some other stuff, but that's premium. So if you want to support the podcast, go ahead and do that. That's the only way you're going to get those. The only way you're going to hear us talk about Firefest in full is become a premium subscriber. And it's easy. We got two premium services. One is $9.99 a month and you actually start off for $4.99. So the first month is five bucks. You get to test it out. If you like it, stick around for the rest. Or the other one where you actually save money and get two months for free is just $99 for the whole year. And we actually had some people sign up for that. So shout out to them. They are getting a full year of premium 40. And with the way I'm going, they're about to get a whole lot of premium episodes. Because I think in January, we did like six premium episodes. Not saying we're going to be able to do six every month, but we starting off the year strong. Like the goal is to keep premium going. Grind as hard as we can. Exactly. So sign up for it. Go ahead and start getting these ratchet ass podcast episodes because nobody is talking about films the way we are. No way. (laughs) No way. And other than that, y'all know where else to find us is on iTunes. If you don't know, uh, Podcast Attic is a good place to look up the show. Stitcher Radio, we've always been there since they started trying to get us on Spotify, but Spotify is giving me hell for our RSS feed. Like, they just will not accept it. And when I asked them what the deal was with it, they were like, hold on, we think we found an issue. And they were like, you're using this standardized format for your XML that all feeds use. And I'm, it's wrong. And I'm like, what? No, it's right. It's actually in your documentation that we're supposed to do it this way. So that's that. I can't fix what y'all told me to do. That doesn't even make sense. So hopefully they'll be able to help us do that. 
Other than that, man, I don't think we got a whole bunch going on. Website is running smoothly these days. We had a bit of issue last week. It kept crashing. One of our pu- plugins was on crack or something, and it just kept using up all the damn memory. I don't, I don't know what the deal was, but it kept bringing down the site immediately as soon as the site came back up. It was crazy. It was crazy. So I figured that shit out and worked it out, got us back up and running. And now we're going to jump into this week's podcast. So, uh, yeah, appreciate everybody listening. Let's just go ahead and let's let's do this. Um, DJ, you sent out an article in the in our in our group chat the other day. You know, what what was that about, man? <laughs> so, um, in perusing um, when I have some free time on my great Lipstick Alley site. They uh, somebody posted this thread about this article that looks like it was initially written in the Washington Post about B. Smith, um, and she B. Smith is this black woman. She's um, and she's like a lifestyle expert. I guess is the best way to put it. Like I've known her for that, like fashion and just pretty much like home, you know, work life slay. And I think she also owns a restaurant. I'm not 100% sure, but I mean, just very known woman. And um, she has Alzheimer's and she was diagnosed with it in 2013. And the article in mostly is talking about her along with her husband, um, who also has a a living girlfriend. In um, the house. Explain that. Explain what a living girl a living girlfriend is. So he's still married. He's not divorced her. He he's taking care of his wife, um, along with the daughter. And I think the daughter's from a previous marriage. But he also has a girlfriend. And the girlfriend, they claim that they were friends initially. You know how that lie starts. Uh, they met on Facebook. Um, I think they met on, I think they even met on Facebook. They met somewhere, maybe not Facebook, but um, they claimed it was friends first, and then it went from friends to they started dating, and now she lives in a, a separate room in the house that he shares with his wife. Mm-hmm. To the point where um, girlfriend says that she takes care of, helps take care of the wife, mm-hmm. says that, um, and I quote, this is in the Essence article, if I can be compassionate to her, if I can do anything for her, it makes me feel good. Uh, Even if, fuck her husband. If, it, <laughs> if it's giving her something to drink or making her making her something to eat. She loves to eat. I feel good. So she even claims that, you know, helping taking care of the wife is, is a boost of self-esteem for her, mm-hmm. for her, <laughs> even, though she, even though she's not the sick one, but you know, it makes her feel it, like an angel. It makes her feel not as guilty that, you know, she goes in another room and fucks her, this woman's husband. So she's got, but, I know I'm getting into heaven. Uh, <laughs> spirit now. That's what she, so. So it's just a just a that was because that was a lot. Like that's a that was a thorough explanation to break it down for y'all. A prominent black woman who was considered the Black Martha Stewart got Alzheimer's six years ago, and now her husband, who has been taking care of her, has found himself a white woman to move in with him, 
and she also oh, is helping. What what happened? Yeah, you forgot to say she was white. White. And she is now helping to helping him get through dealing with taking care of his wife with Alzheimer's because he has promised after 26 years of marriage that he's going to take care of her. And he seems to be doing a really good job, but she also helps. So the optics are here. Prominent black woman's black ass husband of 26 years finds new white woman to move in with him and his Alzheimer's wife. Let's just look at it like that, because that's exactly how most people are going to look at it in this country. That is just, I'm sorry, man, of all of the black conversations that we have on a constant basis. If Barack Obama, if Michelle got sick and Barack Obama brought home a white woman to live in their house, y'all would lose your fucking shit. You would, man, part of the country would explode. Parts of Atlanta, Chicago, boroughs in New York would just fucking implode with black anger. Okay. So looking at those optics, it just doesn't look good. Now, I don't think it's, for me personally, I don't think it's a problem that he is taking care of his wife who is like severely debilitated because of Alzheimer's at this point. He was saying most of the time she doesn't really know what's going on. She can barely like dish out a, a coherent sentence. Um, you know, it's 24 seven care for people with Alzheimer's and especially the stage that she's at him yeah. finding love with another woman, because being, I, I could, I can only imagine that being with a person who has Alzheimer's is not like a fulfilling companionship. Right. Right. Cause that's not the person that, that they you were. married. You yeah. Know? And exactly. I get that. Like, I don't have a, I don't even have a problem with it being a white woman. I mean, this man is. 60-something years old or whatever, and he's dating this 50-something-year-old white woman. I don't even have a problem with that. You find love where you find love at. To me, the, the race isn't an issue. I'm sure it is for other people. I don't even have a problem with her, with her living in the house. Like, I'm I'm taking it that far here. I don't even have a problem really? with that. I don't. I, listen, I, I don't. That's where my line gets cut. And, <laughs> and a lot of people, a lot of people's line is going to be there, and I completely understand it. Like, I don't think y'all are wrong. I'm saying that I don't think it's wrong because she has her own home. She says she commutes like 200 miles or something to stay there or whatever. I don't think it's wrong that he is engaging in a full relationship with her while also giving his wife, his debilitated wife, 24-7 care. I don't think that's the problem. My problems with this nigga is that he is all over the fucking internet constantly talking about this shit. Now, he has not one Facebook page, but two Facebook pages. And one of them is her fucking fan page, his wife's fan page. It's his page and her page. Their names are on it. He posts multiple times a day, very frequently. And he has made announcements that the way worded could do nothing but draw negative attention from her fans, which would be black women, probably around my age or older, who are more familiar with her before the Alzheimer's and now follow her situation afterwards. Like my dude announced this white woman and there are pictures of him and just the white woman on B Smith's fan page on Facebook doing like podcast interviews and radio interviews and video interviews. Like it's just him and the white woman talking about their newfound love or whatever and their relationship and possibly also having to care for B Smith and I find that to be a bit, I know not a bit too much. I find it to be egregiously too much. Like that's overstepping it the line. Is. I think it's, I think it's disrespecting her legacy 
and he's doing it from her page. It's not even that he's just doing it from his own page. He's doing it from her page. And then to strike back at fans, if you read the article further, my nigga quoted game and 50 cent with his announcement of how he feels about, about the way people feel about his situation saying that hated or love it. Dot, 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 dot. I found love. And then he said something that shit about, I ain't asking for a rebate. And I'm thinking of rebate on what nigga? Are you saying that you got a like a rebate on what your life or your wife? What do you want a rebate on? I, you know, and I agree. Like, you know, Alzheimer's is is definitely you know a twenty four hour, you know, type of disease where you need care all the time. Like, I, I you know, it, it's definitely hard on people. And I agree. Like, I get that. You know, this woman is you know this is not the person you married. You know, because of it, and I, I commit. It's not even some. I don't even want to say commit because it's your wife. But um, you know, I'm glad that he is taking care of her. You know, um, the way that he is. She seems like she's happy, but then you know that's just photo op. I don't, you know, I don't know what goes on in and out day of the house. You find love, yes, that's true. Especially, you know, it, I'm sure it's very lonely, you know, doing that. I totally get that. You found love with somebody, okay. You know, yeah, and even if the fact that it's a white woman, does that doesn't bother me either. I think what bothers me is, one, I don't like the fact that she's living in the house. Like, for me, out of respect, I don't care if B. Smith is has Alzheimer's and she's not the same mentally as she was. Just being respectful of her because that is still her house. You know what I mean? Like I would not have my girlfriend being in, in the house at all. You can get, if you, if, if I'm meeting you at the Hamptons and all that shit, y'all need to get a goddamn hotel room or a, a damn Airbnb. Like I, I don't, I do not like the fact that she is, you know, staying in a room. I don't care if she quote unquote helps. She fixes that woman, a, a damn grilled cheese sandwich. You do not need to be in that house like that at all. Like to me, that's disrespectful. And especially with him, how he's like, just like what you said, he's like flaunting this relationship. And like it would have been different if like the article was more along the lines of the just the hardships of, you know, taking care of somebody with Alzheimer's. And, you know, then I found somebody, you know in that and you know trying to be cohesive with both of those things like if it was kind of more in those lines and he seemed like he was a little bit more humbling it would have been different but yeah like he just seems like he's just flaunting this woman like he even made a quote but he said something in one of those mirrored or facebook posts saying that i love my wife but i can't take i can't let her take my life and it's just like, why would you even say something like that? That wording is ridiculously she, bad. She didn't ask for all time. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she would. Can I? Can I make an observation? Like no, yeah, go, go, you go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. Because yeah. he he is behaving like someone who has been thinking about how to talk about being with someone else for a long time, and I have only ever seen that people who are cheating and i don't know this guy i am not particularly interested in like passing judgment one way or the other because i think it's mostly between him his girlfriend and um b smith's daughter right who was there as well Mm -hmm. 
but I, all signs point to it's one of those Occam Razor things, right? Like the simplest explanation is he was having an affair before she got Alzheimer's, and he's comfortable enough with this new woman that he doesn't even recognize that it hasn't been long enough to be out there like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like he's been devaluing his relationship with her for so long via an affair that this is how he's reacting. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Because it's like, why would you, the things that he's saying, like the 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 way he's lashing out is, is as of guilt. And just like what you said, like I was cheating on her prior. And I don't know, it's kind of like, well, what outcome did he think he was going to get? from an article like that did he think he was going to get like mostly sympathy and he would just slide in the fact that oh i got this whole ass girlfriend and everybody like oh yeah it's, it's totally cool it's totally fine even though like you low-key you know talk bad about the, the the physical wife that's still physically there like you know i mean can we i just i just want to address the fact that it just doesn't look good it doesn't look good. And why, why is this article even out here for people to read and see? Why would you do this at all? You are taking care of your wife who has Alzheimer's 24 seven, right? So you were, and I'm not going to say he's not being a good husband. She did look fine in the article and it is photo op opportunity, right? So they could have spruced her up. I'm going to err on the side of he's taking good care of her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, he's, he's at least like I owe her that much for 26 years of marriage to this woman I love. Right. But why does this article exist at all? Why did you sit down and do an interview about your newfound love while also taking care of your wife who is not coherently there enough to speak for herself in this situation? We can't hear her opinion. We don't know really what's going on, what's, what's, what's going on in her head. We don't know how mm-hmm. she really feels about this. We can only assume what type of conversations y'all might have had when she was there or up until the point before she was gone. But nobody really knows that now. It's you telling your side of the story. And frankly, sir, the verbiage that you've chosen to use has not painted you in the best light. It just doesn't look good. It's dehumanizing. Yeah. I don't, I don't see a way around this. You know, like I would tell Ashley in a heartbeat, look, if I get Alzheimer's, just put me in a home. And I, I understand that would be extremely hard for her. That's hard for a lot of people. Okay, that's, that's how I feel. I don't know what B. Smith. B. Smith might have told him, hey, I would, I would appreciate it if you take care of me in my home. But if you find love in another person, that's fine too. I understand that you will need something that I can't fulfill in that state. That could absolutely have been a conversation that they had. I mean, mm-hmm. hard conversation to have, but yeah, yeah, it might have happened. But I find it very difficult to believe that they also had a conversation where she was like, and it can be a white woman, and she can move into my house, and she can live and start taking care of me with you while taking care of you, and you can get on our Facebook page and talk to our fans about it constantly and parade it that's in front of itself so like an audience. Just, like, yeah, that's where I draw the line. Ugh. I can't believe it's it's reckless, and to me, it is a bit selfish. And I'm also in a kind of an agreement with what Dan is saying. Like, this is somebody who I feel like I feel like it's even it's even more to it than just that. What Dan said, I think it's also 
in addition, like this is somebody who has lived in the shadow of B Smith for 26 years and now he gets to speak and that's what he's doing. And he gets to flaunt his new girlfriend. Yeah. Like he's like, I get to be me now. I don't get to be me and B Smith. It kind of feels that way to me. I don't think that that's wrong. That seems inaccurate. All right. That seems accurate. I don't think that that is what you're saying is wrong. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, I, I'm sorry, man. Like, I don't see any, and none of it just looks right to me. I shouldn't know about it. Exactly. I that's just way too flagrant. Yeah. That's, that's what kills me. Yeah. I, I was so embarrassed on behalf of everyone involved in this story. How can you be a grown ass person and, and believe <clears throat> that this is okay? How detached are you from reality? Mm-hmm. That you think it's okay to do a, an interview with the Washington Post, right? <laughs> about your wife who can't speak for herself in a way that is just purely just, I think, to justify your narcissism. Yep. That's what it seems mm-hmm. like. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. There's Absolutely. A, I just also fuck the journalist and editor who thought this was a good idea. Yeah, even if he wanted to give the interview, you didn't have to take the interview. Right. 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 Like, it's, like I'm what curious of who who brought up. Like, did he want this to be an art, like an actual article, like the husband or probably? You know. Yeah, I I give more like the husband wanted this. I think he's been I catching just, flack from people on like her fan page and online. And he decided, I need to speak out about this. And he probably mm-hmm. called up that radio, called up the Washington Post and was like, I'm B. Smith's husband and yada, 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 yada. I would like to talk about, to clarify some things because I feel mm-hmm. like people are attacking me for no reason. They don't understand what it's like to live with a person who's suffering from Alzheimer's. And on, on, the, on the front end, that sounds like a good story until you walk in a house and you get the full situation. And you're kind of like, uh, oh, no, nigga, this doesn't look good. Right. But he continued <laughs> with it. Like, he continued to go through with it. So I, uh, I feel bad for the man as far as, like, his marriage. But I don't condone any of the stuff that he's doing. And, it, you know, I'm not him. It's not my situation. Right. But I wouldn't be doing that. If Ash was a prominent black woman with a legacy to uphold, I wouldn't be doing that to her. I, that's just me, though. I wouldn't be doing that to her. Well, here's the other thing, It too. just seems like something you could only justify to yourself if you feel guilty or if you have not valued the person that you've been married to for a really long time. hmm Yeah. I just, I just don't see how a rational, like, normal person does this without some extenuating circumstance that they're covering for that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And if the point of this article was to be transparent, it should have come up. Mm. What were you saying? Which Mike? is why I think it's enough. Ned, I mean, the, the math checks out Dan, as far as I'm concerned. Cause yeah, that's too messy, man. Like, yeah, it just seems like an attempt to, to cover one's tracks. Or to make himself feel better about it, at least. Yeah, that whole, y'all not going to make me feel guilty about this. Y'all don't know what it's like. 
mentality. And I'm sorry, you can't always fall back on that as an argument. You don't know what it's like to be shot in the face. Well, I also don't know what it's like to be walking through areas where the possibility of being shot in the face could occur, sir. But, you know, um, it doesn't mean I can't have an opinion about what you were doing or what you are doing now. The fact that you are dealing with a person who's suffering from Alzheimer's does not mean that I have to ignore certain signs that seem to be very obvious to me anyway. Maybe I'm just a negative person, (laughs) but I'm not seeing the, I'm not seeing the beauty in the way you're presenting this. Like maybe it's just your presentation is trash. You know, maybe I feel like the white, I feel like the white girlfriend could have better painted this picture than he did, (laughs) which is ridiculous. That made it even worse. What do you mean? I feel like if she was explaining it from the angle of not defending them, right? Because he is a black husband and he sounds defensive and he sounds like he's in very me, me, me mode. And he sounds like he's been waiting to speak. And I feel like her side of it would just be, I saw a man who was caring for his wife day in and day out and, you know, struggling to get through and, we developed a friendship and I started to help out and we kind of developed a relationship. And I, I'm just happy to be in a situation where I can help B Smith. I can make things easier for her and, you know, maybe take help out the husband, help out her husband as well, you know, while also being someone else he can depend on because it's really hard taking care of somebody with Alzheimer's. I've seen it firsthand. I feel like that would have been a better presentation of this situation then hated or love it. I got I found new love in a white woman. <laughs> like still give it like yeah like even though we have this unconventional you know situation like it's still being more as respect and you know loyalty at least and love for B Smith because at the end of the day she's the one that's hurting the most out of all of them. Mm-hmm. You know. So least giving more shine to that, but then it falls back on what you guys said is like, you know, he's been in, you know, the shadows for the longest. This is what he wanted. He wanted the limelight. Like he wanted to be the quote unquote star of, you know, the story because, you know, he doesn't that kind of make him trash though. Yes, it does. In my eyes, It it does. It does. Why would you want to talk about, I just don't understand why I know. Why would you want to talk about any of this? If it's so hard and it's so difficult, why would you want to talk about this? And I understand that people grieve in different ways, but why that doesn't make them all right ways to grieve. Why would you want to talk about this? And I I have a, I I just thought of this. Doesn't B Smith have like given her, her career. She's probably got like a communications team on hand, right? Was there no one around to help them finesse their messaging or talk them out of this better yet? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, that, that question looms large to me. Stop talking. You know what I'm saying? Like, they could advise him, but that doesn't mean he wouldn't do it anyway if he was just feeling himself like that, which he clearly is. Yep. Or I could even see it being more, he didn't even tell them. He just did. He just did it. Because, you know, again, it's this is not right. about B. Smith. This is about him mm-hmm. and him telling everybody, like, you know, look at my new, you know, girlfriend, you know, that lives with me. And, oh, by the way, she just so happens to help me 
with B. Smith, because you know B. Smith has Alzheimer's. But the the main factor is, you know, I have a whole ass girlfriend. Hmm. Yeah, I just I, I'm I cannot look at this situation and ignore all of the signs that point to nope. I just can't. That's just me though. Mm-mm. Um, um he, he, I, what I do you think that, his family is thinking right now? Nigga. Yeah, pretty much that. Hopefully, at least. Yeah. I don't know though, and he's doing like, it off first date, meeting, right? He's he's doing <laughs> right. All of, you think? He's doing all of this off her estate too, bro. B. Smith. Right, like, man. Right, like, like sir. This happened. My fucking house. like that's the part that the optics was, are like, so the hard ass. No, like you brought her in here. She's. I don't care if she stays for the weekend. Bitch don't need to be in here in the first damn place, you know. And yep. because I can't phys- like because she can't physically say yes or no, you know. Even if it's mentally, she can't. She wants to say something, she can't say it. So you don't know really what she's feeling. And that is her house. Like that is her house. She had with her husband. And the fact that you know you are fucking this woman in my house, and we are still married disrespectful for both and only them. people who are fucking would behave this way and right <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a question it damn sure but they're definitely they're definitely fucking yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah they look too happy together not to be fucking <laughs> we just did the sex I can tell, sir. I can tell, sir. That is definitely an after-sex lunch you all are having. <laughs> trying to get you, trying to get your electrolytes back. <laughs> what is what is the pillow talk like? Like that was great. Let me go change uh, your wife's bedpan. Yes, or, like, you know what I mean. Yes, like, it is. What, what the fuck? That's, That's what it is, though. At all. That's exactly what it is, though. Yeah, it could, and 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 this is not like to play. Well, I'm not doing it anyway. I, I think in the reality is that she's in this house is because he, if he's taking care of her, his B Smith twenty four seven, he can't go anywhere. Yeah. Yes, he could hire nurses and stuff to come watch her, but or he can go out when the daughter is there, but that's still limiting. But if and the white wife true. comes to the crib, like, it's then it's not like they don't have the means to get. Um, like, okay, so you know where I work, right? Like, I work for an organization that, uh, like, caters to caretakers and, like, connects them with resources. Like, people with wealth like that have tons of options. And that's not to say it doesn't take a toll or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But this guy just, nothing about his, like, what the woe is me aspect of all this rang true at all, mm-hmm. given his circumstances at all. There are programs like specifically aimed at even like low income households who need like basically it's respite care. Like a caretaker from the family is there 24 seven. They have to go grocery shopping. They have to go home and tend to their own stuff. Right. My grandmother the, the, did that. These organizations have like volunteers or nurses or whatever who come in and provide care for you know like three four hours at a time so you can get some sleep or whatever you need to do 
so mm-hmm. you don't burn out. My grandmother did that for a living. That like, stuff as is far all as, over the place. As far as when I was alive, I was aware of her. Like, as, as long as I knew my grandmother, that's what she did. Until she couldn't do it anymore. Until she needed a caretaker. That's what she did. She went to white, usually, I remember it used to be all like white women's houses and stuff. And she was, she was driving Miss Daisy and guarding Tessa's. That's what she was doing. And that's how she married a living. Played her numbers. And, you know, she was, she was human life alert. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, they had the money. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah, y'all right. And I would be surprised, you know, and he does. He probably, he does what he wants to do. So when they want to go out and have a nice, you know, evening, like around the town, I'm sure he calls whether it be the daughter or whoever, or when they want to go on their little trips and all that stuff, he finds a way. So, you know, it's not like it's where, you know, there's a lot of people who can't even afford caretakers and they're just doing it because they can't, this is the most that they can do. He just, the more I talk about him, the more trash he really is. Like, mm-hmm. he's just I'm going to ask y'all. Uh, trash. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to switch this up. That this, like, this guy just comes off as, as like the avatar of men are trash, right? Like at, at the late stages of his wife's life. Uh, Definitely it's, trash it's symptoms. All right, let me switch this up because we've been on this too long. Let's 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 move it on. Um, a hip hop question, real quick. I don't who posted this. I just randomly posted on Facebook. Who has the best catalog? And these, I love these questions on Facebook because they always seem to come from people who have terrible hip hop knowledge. Just kidding. Um, so no, I mean I have a list to give you. So I have an A through E, is what it looks a- like. Okay. Yeah. So who has the best catalog? A Guru yes. and DJ Premier Gangstar. Okay, I was like by himself. Absolutely not. Okay. Continue. <laughs> uh, B Prodigy and Havoc Mob Deep. I don't know why I said okay. Prodigy like that, but <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, C C. Oh Andre 3000 and Big Boy Outcast. I mean, nigga, come on. <laughs> D, Pimp C and Bum B UGK. All right, at least some competition, I guess. And E, Daz Dillinger and Corrupt, the, the dog pal. <laughs> what? No, oh, how dare you? Right. <laughs> My nigga, what? Like, just... It's obviously Outcast, but let's disregard that because that's obviously the choice. Now, between everybody else. I would say, oh, Gangstar versus it's obviously Gangstar versus Mob Deep. It's, for me, it's Mob Deep. I love Premier, but it's Mob, Mob Deep for me. And I love Primo as well, but I don't love Guru as a rapper. But Primo's beats are incredible. But Havoc and Prodigy really did some shit. The first Different three albums, or records are incredible. <laughs> yeah, like the first three records pretty much got me. I'm good on those three. If I don't have to do anything after Murder Music, I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah. Right. Same here. But even America's Nightmare wasn't terrible. Like that was it's got some jams on it. So I mean Harry Primo are two of the best producers ever, ever, ever. Yeah. So I mean it's genu- it's genuinely between those two ones. Who was the other one that I just straight up forgot? Probably probably Pimp C and UGK. It was UGK. I mean, no zero disrespect to UGK. Um and Pimp C is a producer as well, but it's gotta be between Gangstar and Mob Deep, and my money goes on Mob Deep. Again, Assuming that everybody chooses Outcast, right? <laughs> given the list, given everyone is here, I have to ask: What happened to everybody else? 
Like when you were making up your list, was these just the first five duos that came to your mind? And is dog and is the dog pound even a duo? Because I feel like there's more people in the dog pound than just corrupted dad Dillinger. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't listen to the dog pound enough to know how many dogs are in the <laughs> This is accurate. Corrupted Daz's music, whether it's together or separately or on other people's music, and it's a no for me, dog. I gotta say I'm not a Daz Dillinger fan like that. I tried. I remember when I, the forums were a place that definitely introduced me to people's this nigga has, you know, a perfect catalog. And I go and listen to one song and I'm like, no. <laughs> like I've seen I've seen people say that Core Mega has an a slept on catalog. And I'd be like, first off, I listened to Core Mega back. See, I, I, I did it all. So I listened to AZ. As it doesn't. I listened to AZ, Nas, Core Mega, yeah. and fucking Cormega. nature. Like don't question me about Queensbridge, nigga, because I listened to them niggas, and Cormega was the worst. Cormega's <laughs> rap style was the fucking worst. Like, Damn, this nigga has no charisma. Upsetting. Nature had more charisma than Cormega. Okay. That's not, I do know what nature sounds like when he raps. Right. And in and, and all honesty, like, people can, you can kill me for this. I like AZ albums much better than Nas albums outside of, AZ? like, Illmatic. He's extremely underrated. I think he's very slept on. Like, for niggas yeah. who just be like, I run straight to Nas. But, it, you know, that's just my opinion. I just, like, what happened to the other duos? Like, y'all could have even did Big and Puff as a duo, and that would have worked better than so, some of these. Let's, let's do a quick hip-hop discussion real quick. Uh, who who your top five duos, then? Oh God! Now I gotta this, go through my data banks. Yeah, top five duos. No particular order. You don't have to rank them like in actual preference order. Just who you think of the top five. Uh, I gotta Are be honest. I don't know a lot like, of duos. Are wrong duos or? I don't Talking follow about... a lot of duos. Like that's you know like Outcast for sure. Like uh, uh, yeah. Nori and Capone in the beginning, but definitely not after the reunion. Because, like, Jadakiss and Styles P didn't necessarily have uh, a group. No. no. Um, I, even though they work extremely you know, well together. You know, Young Guns is a slept-on duo. Their second album is actually really good. Like, that's actually one of my favorite rap albums from that era. But are they a top-five duo of all time? No, absolutely like, not. Absolutely I'm, not. I'm just saying, that's that's the question that I'm posing. Ugh. Top like, for me, duo. Outcast. Mm-hmm. Little brother. That's not a duo though. That's a trio. Uh, I'll give you that. That's a trio. Only yeah, because I would have definitely went with them. <laughs> that's, that's a trio. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because because uh, if I could do them, then I'm going with Tribe too. Like I'm gonna be like, touche. Okay. Maybe we can't discount the DJ or and or producer. Um, all right. I had another one in mind. Who was I about to say? Fuck. Okay. Ludacris and Shauna. No, nigga. <laughs> uh, I think UGK probably ends up in my top five, but not in the top four. Um, trios is much easier than duos. Trios is much easier. Who's the duo? Oh, Run the Jewels, actually, since we were talking about Killer Mike and all the crazy shit he does say. I fucking love Run the Jewels. I do, They're too, all- but Killer Mike is irking me so much, I can't even listen to them right now. Like, But I listened to Run the Jewels 3 today on the way home from work, and God damn, that shit is great. Um... I don't want to just say the clips just to say a duo. 
But I do love their first two albums. I mean, they are a duo, though. That I mean, I I'm just saying I don't want you to say them just to fill space because they are a duo I can think of off the top of my head. I think Hell Have No Fury definitely warrants them to be in people's top five duos. I, yeah, you know what? You're right. They do. Yeah. Um, I don't like. I'm not mad at that at do, all. Do P Rock and CL Smooth count? Absolutely. Yeah. That is a group, and they are a duo. So does Eric P Rock him for that? That matter. also counts. Yeah. Uh, so salt and pepper counts then if you don't count Spinnerella, but you have to count Spinnerella, I guess. Can't so. Run DMC without putting Jay in there too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. where it gets tricky. EPMD is technically is not technically is fully a duo. Method Man and Redman put out two albums together as a duo, so they might make it into my top. I was gonna five. say them too. If the and second one wasn't well. if the Ooh, second yeah. album wasn't so sleeper. The first album is a banger, but the second one is like has like two good songs on it. I know, but I like their charisma together just in general. Why don't we have a Raekwon and Ghostface set of albums? Why don't we though? Oh, that would be bomb. Would be. It just makes sense, right? Like one of my favorite rappers ever. And obviously every time they get together, it always works. It's the same way Jada Kiss and Styles P should have had an album or three together. Hmm. You Whatever. Know, you, know you know somebody's gonna come after right. us like uh y'all also could have had like a Beanie Seagull and Freeway discography. Yeah, Probably, but we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Oh, you know what? Can I count can I say blue since blue and exile will work together yeah. on on Heavens Below? Yeah. Like the whole first oh, project. Nice. That counts. Cause that's they're in my top five if they count. Just for below oh. the heavens. <laughs> I mean, it only takes one album. Nas built a whole career off one album. <laughs> and kept it going off one album. <laughs> Am the, I wrong? The track record no. is small. Okay. Just, you know, Nas Land is always funny. I know. <laughs> I didn't have to go there, but I chose to go there. It's always funny. So that's why I started cackling. Uh-uh. <laughs> Damn, who's the other duos? That's I'm telling there. you, man, it's difficult to just think of rap duos. Duos. Like Eminem um... and Royce never released projects together. They just spit together a lot. That would have been one if they'd actually done some shit together. For example, if Juicy J and Project Pat did a whole album together, I would need that in my life. Straight into my veins. ASAP Rocky and uh, Schoolboy could have did one. They I were supposed to. It been an incredible album. Yeah. It should have happened five years ago. What about any, How about this? Anyone Metro Boomin' is self-producing for a counts as a duo. <laughs> uh, Mad Villain, I guess, obviously, is probably my number one duo. Oh, then. fucking um, Mad Lib and Freddy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that counts. Mad X person. <laughs> Mad Villain is my number one favorite duo, now that I'm thinking about it, if that counts. Because mm-hmm. Mad Villain rapped on one song, but he made all the beats. Yeah, absolutely. Black Delicious is worth considering. I don't think he ends up, or yeah. end up in my uh, mm. top five, but they're a, a duo. Hell yeah. Gosh. Really yeah. waiting, really waiting on that. What about Trick Daddy and uh, Trina? Do they count as? Do they ever do some duo nah, shit? Never released the album together. Oh, uh, good for us. Who else? <laughs> you know, what uh, is Uh, Jay Z and Kanye did a real good job as a duo. I'm not gonna lie. They did. Rap, Watch the Thrones is is a fire album. Fire album, man. You can say what you want about Kanye, but mm-hmm. that shit slaps. Yeah. They, they really did good at <laughs> Hey, they only got it. Let's strike lightning once. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Live. Oh, that's so <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah. We should really have a discussion. We should have a full podcast discussion. Would y'all listen to uh, 2000... Oh, Skelter. Shout out to Sean Price and Rock. Oh, there we go. There you go. <laughs> Top five. Yes. I yes. knew it was one we were forgetting that's obvious. Yes. Yeah, that was it. That was the obvious one. Sorry, DJ. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just had no, to no, no. No, it was totally fine. Cause that, that was definitely a good one. No, I was saying, would y'all listen to a 2000 and... Eight uh, mm. mixtape album collab of Gucci and OJ the Juice Man. Hey, are you kidding me? Yes, I wouldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it for the beats. I didn't like the beats that they chose back then. It was beats of the time. That was I know, but I didn't like them. I didn't like them. I didn't like them. I could. I just couldn't. That's that's why I initially couldn't fuck with Gucci and them. I didn't like the beats they were using. I hated them shits. Oh, you shit. know, that, that was there's no wrong in my eyes. So. <laughs> Yeah, Gucci and Juice Man as a whole project for sure. Gucci and Jeezy would also have been currently would be amazing. Currently, I was gonna say they didn't like Jeezy. The album would be exactly what I need. Yeah, yeah. currently that would be dope. Um, actually, whoever, just the hottest producers in Atlanta, because everybody would sign up to do a Gucci and Jeezy album. Mm-hmm, like, ooh, Toomp. Oh, yes. I would just. Yes. Oh, if Jay Z and Just Blaze had just did a whole project together, that would uh, hurt. Let's but, talk you know. about. I was trying to put Just Blaze with somebody, and Jay Z is the obvious choice. Oh. But I was thinking Jay Z or Just Blaze and Kanye beat tape. Hey, Saigon and Just Blaze did do a whole album together, though. That's yeah. what we got. Saigon. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> the greatest story never told that we that got told. There. I'm just saying, bro, it did happen. Like that shit took a decade to come out. <laughs> it did happen. I want to hear LP produce an album for Beyonce. Oh, um, hey, oh my was... god, uh, uh, um, that would be all over <laughs> that the would be place. So... Who uh, um, didn't Jake one and um, what's my man that's partially blind? Brother Ali, brother Ali, Jake one and the brother Ali. Didn't they do a project yeah. together? Or was Jake yeah. one? Oh, album? I don't know. Oh, was he's that Jake One and Freeway? He's that shit, The Truth, which is one of my favorite beats ever. I feel like it and... might have been Jake One and Freeway. Jake One and... Ooh. They did a whole project together. I think what? it was Jake One and Freeway. Yeah. I think it was Jake and One. And then, wasn't... Gypsy, and I was like, "Nigga, why are we talking about him? But Yo, you know, who, you know who they're going to kill us over not mentioning? I, I, besides Health of Skelter? Fucking um, Reflection Eternal. That's who they. That's who the, fan, the people listening would come after us over. How the fuck did y'all not mention Reflection Eternal and then Most Deaf and To Live? Oh no, Dan said Black Star. Black Star. Okay, he did say Black Star, but Black we Star. did not say Reflection Eternal. Yeah, no, you're right. real hard to make up for uh, making us watch Trigger Warning here. So I'm, <laughs> I'm contributing hard today. <laughs> Status Collector and Terminology. They they were like a duo for one project, right? Uh, I feel like they were because they always made songs together, but I don't know if they actually did anything. official. I'm not saying they didn't, but I don't know if they did or I'm not. I'm pretty sure they did 1984, right? That was the name of their group. 1984. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, oh, Freeway no. did an album called The Stimulus Package. Yes. I knew yeah, I knew, I I knew Jake that. one of them did one. That was Freeway's you know comeback a fire thing? It might happen. Might What's up? If... Nerd did a Rihanna album. Tyler. Oh yes, definitely. 
God, I don't even know what that would sound like because I feel like it would just be a bunch of production. I, okay, I'm cool with that. I'm not. Right. No, I'm not mad at this at all. I just feel like it would just be a bunch of ridiculously like ear crack. Yeah, for sure it would. Now, like he's learned keys, and he always collaborates with people who are good at playing music, even if he's not the one playing it. And then NERDs speaks for itself. So. Yeah, I would for certain listen to that. And Tyler's a super fan of them, so that fucking Grinch album is still—he'd be giving him the best stuff. Like that Grinch album is one of the most slept-on albums last year. Like if y'all ain't gonna listen to that fucking Grinch soundtrack, you are missing out on some dope-ass Tyler music. Yeah, he's peak Tyler. All right, so let's move on um to this uh, so we can hurry up and get to this trigger discussion. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. So Taraji and Erica Badu and whoever else decides to open a black ass mouths to ruin their career, but not really ruin it in 2019 is they like, I feel like they're on just the most useless fucking mission of all time. Erica Badu is Erica Badu. Like she is not going to admit anytime she's wrong. She just is not. She's too fucking confident. She's never, and she's out there. She's spacey. She's confident. She feels like she's galactical and y'all niggas is, you know, local. So she's not gonna, she's not gonna ever admit that she's wrong about some shit. She will try to switch it up and make y'all think y'all just didn't understand the way the words was coming out of her mouth in the direction she was sending them. That's how crazy she is. Taraji, on the other hand, is thinks that if she does not explain things to people, then she can just say that we should already know how she feels about shit. And that's also acceptable, but it's fucking not. I say that because like Taraji had this incident a couple of weeks ago on Twitter for people who don't know, where essentially she did an Instagram video or whatever, wherever the video, I believe she posted on Instagram where during the R. Kelly, you know, mute R. Kelly shit, she basically went and she did a search, a popularity search on hashtags. She didn't say anything out of her mouth. She did it all through typing. So she did a search for mute R. Kelly and saw how popular it was. And then she went, now let's see something like written on the screen. Let's, let's see something else. And she goes and she does a search for mute Harvey Weinstein or mute Weinstein, which I'll address why that's stupid in a second. Then she was like, she saw nothing for mute Weinstein or mute Harvey. Right. So she said, so then she types, maybe it's under Harvey or whatever. So she does the the opposite of whatever she didn't do thinking it might be there. And there are no search results, right? Because nobody, that's not a popular hashtag. It's not trending. And then the video cuts off. There's no explanation of why she's doing this, right? She just puts this video out in the world and everybody watched it. For everybody who looks at that video and is thinking, oh, well, we don't really know what she was trying to say. No, it was pretty fucking obvious what she was trying to say. She was was trying to say that Mute R. Kelly Kelly is trending because he's a black man in trouble and everybody's all up in arms about that. But this white man, Harvey Weinstein, ain't nobody talking about him. There's two problems with that. The first problem is, why the fuck would there be a hashtag for mute Harvey Weinstein when he ain't fucking out here singing shit for people to mute? The, the second part is, there is a hashtag associated with Harvey Weinstein that started last year. It's called hashtag me too. And it was very prominent if you were paying attention at all, especially in Hollywood, because that's pretty much where it was surging at. He's also under investigation, by the way. Like he was, he's, he's been under investigation for some time and is currently suffering consequences. There's he's literally... Been removed from... 
does, like his professional career, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, go on. No, no. There's literally a documentary at Sundance right now about Harvey Weinstein. Right now, about everything that he's done, Savage. It's it, so it, hard to Google. It's our, really hard. Our Kelly it's like, shit. Lock it down, and they don't let you use it when you want to, and you can't get it on every. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not, not like it's free ninety nine or anything like that, you know. Bro, Harvey, Harvey, R. Kelly shit appeared on Lifetime, a network television show. Harvey Weinstein's documentary is at motherfucking Sundance right now. It's two documentaries at Sundance right now that are supposed to ruin careers: the Michael Jackson one and the Harvey Weinstein one are the biggest talks of Sundance. There's yes, there's absolutely a Michael Jackson documentary at Sundance right now. It is huge discussion across the across Ooh. the internet because it's supposed to be very damning. But I have my skepticism oh. about that. Yeah, people have been sick about it, like literally sick while watching the the movie. That's what they're saying. But I saw the same headline on fifty articles. So when I see that, I question because it sounds like they're regurgitating yeah. the same thing yeah. somebody else said. And and there are no actual details about the documentary anywhere. It's just oh. it's just audiences shocked by Michael oh. Jackson's documentary. And it could be shocked with me meaning one person. Well, it's from two supposed people he molested when they were children. One of them has gone back and forth, and Forbes actually did a whole breakdown of this guy's struggling financial career. And how many times he has tried to get money from the Jackson name or the Jackson estate with fail. Wow. Okay. So there's that. And it's also, he's also testified in like court in the case that nothing happened, but that's pre- that's pretty much been Michael Jackson's whole career since the start of the nineties is allegations and testimonies of, well, actually. So, it, yeah. it, it it'll it will see what it is. Not to mention that the the director or whatever of that documentary, and again, you can read all of this in the Forbes article that came out, I think, today or yesterday. He says in it that he did not interview key persons for this documentary because he wanted to tell the story he wanted to tell. Oh, no. That's no, a problem. No. That's a real, that's the same issue that people had with the Making a Murderer documentary because the bias was clearly in the direction of making it look like all of these officers are fucking trash and the law system is trash and the justice system is trash. And they didn't actually really interview any of those people for the documentary. Whereas in the R. Kelly documentary, they interview a lot of motherfuckers that claim he didn't do it or they didn't believe he did it. Because they was right there with him when he was doing that shit. Mm-hmm. So there's like people opposing and people like John Legend who was like, no, fuck him. He did that shit in that documentary. That doesn't seem to, from, from what I've read in Forbes, that might not exist in the Michael Jackson one. And that's a problem. You, you, really, can't, wow. you really can't do a full-fledged documentary that way. No. So it, it is what it is, but... Yeah, so um, Taraji, you know, makes, puts out this video, and Twitter loses their shit, and she does not clarify what she was saying at all with the video. She says, she's basically like, why would I do this, and why would I do that, and, you know, you know I got this organization, and I got this organization, and da-da-da-da-da. 
So then she came back later and this article came out and she made this quote. I actually, they were like clear. She, she was clearing things up at a press junket this weekend. And she said, I actually was just making an observation. I never tried to say anything. People know what side I'm on. Why would I launch a foundation for mental health in an African-American community for people to go talk to someone about traumatic experiences and then side with the predator? Does that make sense? And I'm reading that whole statement and thinking to myself, did you think this statement made sense? There are people who set up organizations for people all the time that do nice things. That doesn't mean they're nice people. That doesn't mean they don't have ill intentions. That doesn't mean that they're not fucking negative. It doesn't mean that they're not fucking crazy. And you still haven't explained what fucking observation you were making in this video that you right. posted. Why did you do this in the first place? Exactly. Exactly. You you knew what you were saying. You know you was doing. And instead of you just having the balls to say that this is what I was saying, that's the difference between you and Erica Badu. Erica Badu would actually say what she was doing, and then acted like it wasn't no problem with it. Because we don't think on her level. We some plateau thinkers. <laughs> but Taraji in here thinking, doing the whole, I ain't got to explain with my explanation strategy. And that shit is trash. She probably thought that would be funny. Shits and giggles. Like nobody wasn't going to call her out on it. Just because you got a, a, a star on, you know, the hall of whatever. That means nothing. If you took the effort to make a video of you doing this, you were clearly trying to say some shit. And the fact that you won't tell us what you was really trying to say, why are you wasting our fucking time? And why are you getting upset with people when they're saying, well, this is what you mean. And then you're not exactly, you're not explaining what you're saying. So why are you getting mad at people making quote unquote assumptions? When you could just go ahead and say, like, this is what I meant when I posted this video. But you know what you meant was wrong. Yeah. And you didn't like the backlash from it. So now you want to act like, you know, I don't need to say. Oh, girl. Or you could just do these press junkets and hype people up to go see this movie that's coming out next week. That's always the easiest course of action. What in the letter? It's never not. <laughs> My bad. Go ahead, yo. I'm just saying shutting the fuck up is free. It's always easier to do that. What What in the L-M-N-O-P-Q are you doing? That's all I want to know. Like, why? Why? Just do your fucking fresh junkies so that people will go see this movie that has you and Erica Badu's problematic asses in it. Oh, Erica Badu's in the movie? She plays the woman that gives her the shit that make that gives her the ability to hear what men are thinking. And her scene is so ridiculously fucking over the top. Like, it's absolutely Erica Badu, no acting skills, but I think this is how you do this acting shit, Erica Badu. Sure. That's kind of what I'm saying. It's perfect for black, it's perfect for 40 and up black folk who want to see a comedy. It's it's, it's it's perfect for that audience because they'd be like, "Look how crazy she acting! This is hilarious!" And I'm looking at this shit going, "Wow!" Is it supposed to be basically the Mel Gibson movie? But Absolutely. 
Oh, you weren't here for that. Oh, still, so, um, you don't listen to movie trailer reviews. No. Okay, so we had a discussion, and I say this, I did, I say this frequently on movie trailer reviews when we talk about films. Will Packer has a formula. It is take white film with white characters, make it black film with now black characters, same ah. film. It go and go look through his movies, and you'll see that's exactly what he does. Noted. So I like when I was and he and he's doing two films this year. He's involved with two films this year. That's doing this. Uh, what what men want, which is like Mike just said, based on the Mel Gibson one. What women want with him and Helen Hunt, and it even has similar themes and similar scenes from it in this. Like he took he took straight plot points out of what men women want and put them in this film. This kind of yeah, of course. And the other the other one. Is the movie called Little, which I'm looking forward to seeing, which is the reverse oh, he, of he big. did that one. Yes, he is producing that film. But yeah, I want to see that one. What is that based off of? Big with Tom Hanks. Oh, nigga, what? <laughs> it's it's just little. Instead of instead of a, a, a child becoming an adult, it's an adult becoming a child. Oh boy, it's it, like look, that. it's Will Packer and Kenya That's... Barris, like. See, I don't know these directors like that. Oh, yeah, nigga. If you watch these black films, like Tina Gordon Chisholm usually works on these screenplays. Kenya Barris is blackish. Will Packer is all black films that typically come out every year with Kevin Hart or somebody in them. There's a team. And Martha from, um, Martha Martin from fucking um, Blackish, like she said that she watched Big and she got the idea to do Little. <laughs> Uh, man, it must be real hard to get a writing job in Hollywood with these fucking titans of industry <laughs> ahead of you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's crazy. Man, it's all bottom gun. <laughs> okay. Bottom gun. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's uh it it's to me it's like I'm not mad at Will Packer for doing it this way because he makes a lot of fucking change money. Anything else. But damn, I wish I'd have thought of that shit. I could just take these. I could just take honeymooners and put some niggas in it and make ninety I mean, million dollars. And put it in the past and call it the Flintstones. And then they took honeymooners and put it in the future and call it the Jetsons. Bro, they'll call that shit the Flintstones. <laughs> the Will Packer would absolutely do that. His wow. filmography is just full of. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't know anything about this Will Packer. Matter of fact, person. that's not the only one. He's doing three. He's doing What Men Want, Little, and Jacob's Ladder. It is absolutely based on the original Jacob's Ladder. It has got uh, uh what's dude, what's light skinned man with the pretty eyes? You got Michael Ely. Michael Ely is the star in that. Oh. He's Jacob. Oh God. Boy. And I've seen Jacob's Ladder. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what was uh did Will Packer do that those god awful um Think Like a Man? What? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He also did About Last Night with Kevin Hart and Ely, which is also a remake. Of a white film. Oh. Yep. What's that a remake of? About I'm last be- night. Oh. Oh <laughs> He keeps the same wow. titles most of the t- <laughs> most of the time he don't change the titles. You know, wow. And then the uh, Think Like a Man was just pretty much he just based it off the book. Bruh. 
let me tell you how dedicated to this he is. Remember when um Mike Epps did Uncle Buck for television and it got canceled after two episodes? Mm-hmm. That was Will Packer. The two episodes? That shit ain't last. But that was Will Packer. Remember he, he left Survivor's Remorse to do this for show? That? Oh. Yes. He left Survivor's Remorse for Uncle Buck. But to get it canceled after two episodes. Well, it, it supposedly there are full eight episodes, but I only think it was on television for two of them. Because yeah, no. ABC could cancel the shit out of that series. Damn. <laughs> it aired, look, look, the series aired from June 14th to July 5th. They canceled it on the 6th. They canceled what? it two days no. after Independence Day. Good grief. Hard out here. At least they got through past the pilot phase. He left a good show for this. Yeah, he did. He left an amazing show for this. Where his character... It's not like I left... Not like the character just like went on vacation or found somebody and left. Like, they killed this nigga. Like, yep. he can't come back. <laughs> that's how bad it was. That's how, that's how bad he left Survivor's Voice. He got killed off. To go to a show that only showed twice. Wow. That's... Mm, I would be so mad. And yeah. that was that Will Packard guy. Well, Will Packard don't care. He making money over... He making uh, hand over fist dollars. So, he good. Like, his oh, films yeah. have grossed over a billion dollars worldwide. He's fine. He's completely fine. You know, remaking all this stuff. Well, he did all. He does all of them. When I say all of the black films that come out every year, it's him. Girls Trip, Almost Christmas, the Ride Along films. Like those are all him. Oh, he did Girls Trip too. Yep, that is all Will Packer. It's typically Will Packer or Tim Story are the producers of these films, and they've actually worked on projects all together. Is Will so Packer? Girl- is he what? Mm-hmm. Black. Yeah, he's black. All right, never know. Mm-hmm. So, girl trip was supposed to be like, um, what's that? The I don't know if girls trip was a remake, but it. I would say girls trip might have been like Sex in the City. Okay, but I'm not sure. I don't think that one's like a direct remake. There are a lot of white. There are a lot of white women films about white women going on trips together. So. Yeah. And that's Malcolm D. Lee. So it's so the, the names that you typically will see on black films now are Malcolm D. Lee, Tim Story, Will Packer, Kenya Barris. The, those are the names that you'll see for the comedies and stuff that tend to come out during the mm-hmm. year. They've been holding the game down. Wow. Doing remakes mostly. Yep. <laughs> no, it's smart. I mean, you know. It's a ton of uh, material you can pull off of. You figure Malcolm did, um, Malcolm D. Lee is the one who worked with Kenya Barris on the last Barbershop movie. Ooh. And the Best Man Holiday joint. And is now and currently working on Best Man Wedding, which is interesting because right. isn't that redundant? Wait, who's getting married? I don't know. Yeah, Everybody already got married. Is the Best Man getting married? Yep. <sighs> You, that's probably it too. It's probably straightforward. Like it's not even like it's straightforward. Yeah, no, it's about the best man he get married. 
Tay Diggs is getting soulmate. Tay Diggs is working on his fifth book, and he's he's done revealing people's secrets, and he's finally gonna get married. And then somebody from the past shows up. It's gonna be Terrence Howard showing up with a guitar, and he's gonna reveal everybody else's secrets. Steve, girl, man. Did he ever marry that girl in that movie? What movie? Terrence Howard. I don't know if he's man. I don't think so. I think he'd just be free fucking in every sequel. <laughs> they should be the ones actually getting married. Uh, maybe. They made it seem like that in the last one. But we we, we won't know till it comes out whenever it's to be announced. Mm. I have to get all the gang together even though that shouldn't be hard. It's like, what are they doing? Terrence Howard's doing Empire. Is Empire still on? Yeah. I was just about to ask the same question. It is. It's still on. It's still on. Uh, speaking of Empire, let's talk about Triggered. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's move into this territory of Triggered. So, like, Dan, you tell me why you wanted to watch Triggered. And I watched five out of... There's six episodes. You almost and finished. Triggered, he means trigger warning. But... I want to be very clear, Deirdre, three of those were your fault. We we only had to watch the two. I uh, yeah, I watched five out of the six. Yeah. What up, y'all? It's the show off DJ Static Selector. Where's my 40acres.com? Shout out to Spike Lee, man. He used to make more movies. Let's get it.